1: Hey, welcome to Nerd Talk Plus, our weekly deeper dive into the stories that make this world nerdier. From Odyssey's Nerd Talk, I'm your host Gregor, and he's been a managing editor here at Odyssey, and now just a guy making jokes on Twitter. He's Brandon from the internet, and he does this for free.
2: I have so many questions to ask you about karate. <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> I, question one. I don't know
2: if that works for 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 Nerd Talk, but just
1: blow right through it. That's fine. Okay. okay. Question one. Okay. Let's go.
2: Question one is: uh, Is Taekwondo karate?
1: No. Okay. Great. Taekwondo is Taekwondo. Karate is from Japan. Taekwondo is from Korea. Okay. Well, there was I think Taekwondo in the Olympics, and uh, there was Karate in the Olympics. Thank you. Okay. So I do have a lot of questions for you then. I saw. Yeah, so I, I only know that because um, the Olympics have been over for a few days, yeah. and I only got about twenty minutes into each of the Karate things that I was watching from like a week ago, and they just like bounce around really fast, yeah. and then like yell like cra- the eye is like off the, like the, especially the women, they like hit the, ah, and then their, and, like, and then their hair nice. turns
2: gold and they go super saiyan. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I, I missed that. That that sounds like the best part of the Olympics where they destroy the universe.
1: So when that happened to me and I was doing karate, I just turned really ginger. So I don't know what that <laughs> is super saiyan about me, but it's, uh, I'm sorry. I'm
2: sorry. That was good.
1: Uh, no, my question is, so I was watching, uh, I didn't
2: see the actual event, but I did see the Team USA Instagram post saying that the first uh, at the hey, Tokyo. Hey, no spoilers. No spoilers. The first American karate. Spoilers, like three days after the event has ended. No, like six. <laughs> like like yeah, six. six days after the event's ended. Yeah. Uh, the first American medal in karate uh, was won this year by a guy who won bronze. And then I went to like see, oh, man, did he just kick somebody's butt? No, he was just yeah, doing forms.
1: That. Like okay well there's I, two did, things I didn't about really that.
2: understand what was going on and that's my question is Greg what was going on
1: So I haven't made it to forms yet so you literally did just spoil it for me but that's okay it's my fault I'm 6 days late I get it okay <laughs> Um two they had two different contests they had forms or kata or kumite which is fighting sparring and so I've only seen the sparring and not the forms because they put them all in the same day and the on-demand feature you have you can't fast forward so I'm just like watching this sparring waiting for it to be over so I can get to the forms which is kind of the part I'm most interested in because that's the art part of it it's the floor exercise it's like the mastery gymnastics yeah yeah of like being able to it maybe it's not. Useful in any way ever. But the other thing is, is, it's the first ever American bronze or medal in karate in the Olympics because this is the first time ever that the Olympics had karate. Which is kind of pandering towards Japan. Also, they could have done sumo, which would have been pretty dope, but they did not do that. The only way that they involved sumo during the entirety of the Summer Games was they had a giant sumo figure that looked like E Honda from uh, from Street Fighter, and it was right next to one of the gates that the horses jump over, in an equestrian, and the horses were like, "Nope, nope, 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 nope," <laughs> and they would just run around it because they don't horses don't like people. Like uh, surprising them. That's like that's why you put blinders on horses so they don't get spooked. I thought stuff. you were going to say that horses don't like fat people. <laughs> I don't think horses are here to are to, here to body shame. Yeah, I okay. think they just equally dislike people yeah. surprising them. So, <laughs> although uh, no, I'm suo. sure that
2: they really do prefer the jockeys who are like five feet tall and only like yeah. ninety pounds.
1: I have no idea what a horse's payload capacity is, but I assume that the smaller the easier it is on the horses. I watched this thing in the Olympics. This is now just Olympics coverage. It's called dressage. Oh yeah, I was talking to somebody about this last night and about Was it I, me?
2: I think it's no, I think it's the goofiest event in in the entire Olympics.
1: So dressage for anyone that's new to horse competitions at the Olympic level. (laughs) I was, for sure. Um, You get on a horse, and you have to have a routine memorized that involves all these different moves. Okay, now we're going to run diagonally across the small ring that we're in, and now we're going to run along the edge. Now it's a gallop and stop. But the whole trick to it is that the rider isn't allowed to give them commands you can't be like up 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 and get them to go the horse just has to have it memorized and feel these subtle little changes from the rider which is like pretty badass except to watch it is like the worst event which also then made me think it was the best event because i'm like this is so inane i can't get a like watching c-span all these sports so welcome to the segment of
2: nerd talk about horses which i think for now on we should call herd talk (laughs) oh there it
1: is We also have, uh, later on, we have a feature on Wizard Birds. It's called Bird Talk. Yeah, great. <laughs> As my friend Leslie says, squawking about Bird Talk. Great. Great. <laughs> I love that. Well, neither of us is a scientist, engineer, super villain, or able to stay on t- subject. But if you are, let us know what we get right and what we get wrong. You can tweet us at HeyGregor, at BrandonMG. Good luck spelling his name, because it's an alternate spelling. But also, good luck spelling mine, because it's literally made up. <laughs> Um, anyway, if you know uh, anything about horses and you want to get in touch, don't, yeah, don't just, <laughs> just don't do that. <laughs> let, let, let us that just friend. think what we
2: think about horses and
1: leave it at that, unless it's Bojack related. And then, in which case, I'm willing to be told why I missed out on that show. Anyway, tell a friend, give it a share, or just uh, holler at us with your answers to this episode's question of the week. Question of the week
2: yeah, that wasn't even produced, you just did that live. Question of the <laughs> week is which food smell do you wish that you could turn into a scented candle? <laughs>
1: Because one of the grossest has already been called.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're going to tell you what that is coming up. Yeah, we're <laughs> going to talk about it later. So because I had a four and a half hour car drive, I was thinking about this a lot. And for me, the food smell that I wish I could just like turn off and on by lighting a candle is pesto. Oh, because there's, really? I think that it would be awesome to walk into my house, uh, well, where I left a candle on and risked burning it down. Uh, sure. And and smell like I, I think there's nothing better than walking into a restaurant and getting slammed in the face with the smell of fresh basil and garlic. So uh, for me, it's basil. I asked my wife and she said sourdough bread, which is I think cor- the correct answer.
1: Yeah, sa- sourdough bread. I th- I would argue that sourdough bread is a better smell than even taste. Oh wow! I that's uh that maybe that should be our question of the week: Does sourdough <laughs> does sourdough bread taste or smell better? And I'm not saying that it tastes bad, but I'm just saying the smell of of sourdough bread is powerful. Yeah. Oh, man. I love uh, uh, onion sautéing. Oh, it's such a good smell when you come in and you know someone's cooking something good. You're like, oh, that's going to be bad for me. Alright, this week, a video game record has been broken again. Oh my god, an anonymous buyer just forked over $2 million to buy a copy of the old-school 1985, unopened, Super Mario Bros. NES game, breaking the record. Less than a month ago, someone set it at $1.56 million, just hours after someone else said it when they bought Super Mario 64, but it was only last year in July 2020, pandemic time still is, but... Uh, That we were all like, wow, someone spent $100,000 to get Super Mario Bros? That was one year ago. And now we're up to $2 million for a totally different version. How crazy. When I first read this
2: headline, I thought that you were going to say that somebody broke like a Super Mario speedrunning record. Which, that's a thing, right? People find glitches in all of these different levels and they're able to complete the entire game of of super mario which we all toiled over for hours and hours and hours uh in a matter of minutes right like i think four minutes or something like that it might be four minutes
1: 54 seconds yeah is one of the
2: fastest so now i think rich people are just speed running buying super mario
1: (laughs) (laughs) fastest super mario speed run Let's see. It was four point five four seconds. Yeah. Damn, dude! How did I know? Wait, that? Wait, four point five four seconds or four no, minutes? No, four in... minutes five. Oh, okay, thank you. You got that right. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am. Um, I, I feel like this signals a lot that we have a lot of problems that we are ignoring. <laughs> Like, when that is the thing, when you're like, no, no, I've got enough money that I can buy a video game that I won't ever play because I just want to show you that I can afford $2 million on this. It's like buying that Wu-Tang album that was only one of, and at least there's, like, there's a lot that goes into a video game, don't get me wrong, but at least there's, like, masterful craftsmanship that goes into the case. That still doesn't make it okay, like... Are we going to die soon because the oceans are on fire or something? Yeah. And did you know actually that you bring you bring up the Wu-Tang album? Did you
2: know that that was recently like repossessed from the guy who yes. bought it?
1: <laughs> Martin Skrelly, the pharma bro douche that like got arrested for he's the guy that took the AIDS drug from $5 a dose to $900 a dose or whatever yeah. like some insane, just for profit's yeah. sake. Just to be a total prick and then he was there was some sort of securities fraud, he was Uh, what do you call that when someone gets busted for it and then yeah whatever and then uh thrown in jail and then part of it is he couldn't pay back the money that he owed so they like sold the wu-tang album to an unknown person that's crazy yeah um (laughs) and that's how we fund nasa (laughs) (laughs) all right billionaires and bad
2: guys
1: (laughs) yeah speaking of rich people so much elon this week (laughs) elon musk's tesla truck had to be bumped back a year to 2022, it's the all-electric pickup truck that looks like it was designed by someone who imagined the year 2021 back in 1987. Look up the movie Robot Jocks, and then see the cars that they're driving there, and then tell me if it's not the same idea that Elon has, all right? I feel like
2: it looks like if somebody decided that they wanted to make a Dorito a car.
1: (laughs) Dude, you just made it so much better. (laughs) I mean, if
2: it's made out of Doritos, then I'm in.
1: If it's all sparkly, is that the cool ranch version? <laughs>
2: no, you have to drive it
1: around a cool ranch. <laughs> is that like a tundra ranch? Like as the tundra thaws and it becomes a ranch, you drive your electric truck there? Yeah. It's yeah, a cool ranch?
2: Yeah. Don't worry. We've ruined the planet, but we've turned the Arctic into a cool ranch <laughs> <laughs> with a car made out of Doritos.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like a pretty real thing that could happen.
2: So, realistically, the problem with this truck is that people who... Uh, drive trucks think it looks stupid (laughs) and but apparently the truck is really strong and and has a lot of capabilities and ways to customize it in a way that makes it actually super useful for hauling stuff which is what trucks are supposed to do but as uh all of the people who drive the big lifted trucks uh and you know all around AKA my neighbors yeah perfect in yeah in their suburbs where they definitely need a truck to get to and from their parking garage at work yeah. <laughs> uh so i don't know like i i think the truck looks totally dumb but you know maybe there are some reasons that it looks that way but also elon Musk like titled all of his cars so at the end of the day they spelled sexy so i <laughs> i don't think that there's a lot of
1: rhyme or reason to the things that he does I did not know that. Yeah. And that's incredible. I never like, a track that before. And that's amazing. Secondly, it looks like a truck that never finished rendering, like in a video game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you show up to drive, and you're like, okay, let's turn Laura Croft's boobs into a truck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you get that reference, you are amazing. <laughs> now, in Elon adjacent news, I got to just say this Starship looks so freaking awesome. Say what you will about the guy, but SpaceX's new 40-story-tall rocket has been stacked up in Texas. They've actually taken the top part off now, but it got stacked up, and it's getting closer to launch, weeks or maybe months away from all the tests that are necessary. The Super Heavy booster has 29 Raptor engines on it. So, like, what is it? The Falcon 9 has nine of them. So imagine three times bigger than that, able to take a massive payload. This thing's taller than the Saturn V that shot the astronauts, into space that took them to the moon. And it's set to launch sometime later this year for the first test. It'll fire up. They'll split stages so that Starship will go off into orbit and the big boost, or the super, whatever it's called, will, will fall back down into the ocean itself. They're not planning on reusing either of these parts, but at some point they'll be able to reuse the big part and the little part again to send stuff into space, to the moon, to Mars, uh, somewhere else on Earth. It's amazing stuff. So
2: what is the goal of the starship? Where are they sending the one that stays in space? Is it just orbit of the Earth, or are they sending it further into the solar system to, like, orbit Mars like they did
1: with his weird Tesla spaceman? Yeah. Okay, well, two things. One, the space car is just out there. It's it's just orbiting the sun. It has no distinct place to go. Two, they will do many different things. He's going to send a team of people up, I think, in just a regular Falcon to go around the moon later this year, if not early next year. This one's going to be designed to take heavier, more significant payload. To places like Mars and the Moon and to build space stations and whatnot. So it has like a lot of functions, but the big booster could send like a payload up to up to space. The small starship at the top could go, you know, around the earth a certain number of times, find the place that it needs to come down, and then descend back down and land in a different place on the planet in like record time. So if you needed to ship important things somewhere, you could do that via starship. Wow, amazing. Yeah, it's amazing stuff. But let's not give up there. Let's make it three Elon stories from a very busy Elon week. Yeah, Elon
2: has apparently been busy. So, in in, in adjacent Elon moves, uh, Elon Musk has reportedly been living in a $50,000 tiny home.
1: (laughs) Okay, like... Yeah.
2: Did he spend all of his money building the spaceship to the point where he can't like really afford to put him, his wife, and his baby, that name you can't pronounce in <laughs> in in a tiny home? Like he can't he can't provide them the billion dollar or however many billions, like the house that he does that he could afford. No, so apparently uh Elon Musk's tiny home, which I'm officially calling Elon's Husk uh is an apartment that it's It's a grain it's a prefab thing (laughs) yeah yeah he's a he's a a hermit crab. um they it's a it's a tiny house that can be folded and constructed in uh the the company's las vegas headquarters the company is called uh box something boxable where did i boxable 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 So they're a Las Vegas based company that creates these uh, Yakubim Mugatu sized homes. uh, If you get that reference, thank you very much. You also (laughs) love Zoolander. Uh, And they're, I think what they're trying to do is cash in for the impending mass overpopulation of the earth.
1: Sure, of course. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Elon's got to figure it out. That guy's going to Mars, yeah, dude. Yeah.
2: He, when that overpopulation happens, he's already going to be li- living underneath the, the crust of Mars. When. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that, it, that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. yeah.
2: And he's, uh, he's just trying to experience firsthand what it must be like to be a poor before he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Now, these apartments are 375 square feet, and I, I keep calling it an apartment. It's a home. These things are, are standalone. They connect to utilities. Uh, they, they can be connected to each other. They can be stacked on top of each other. Maybe Elon Musk is trying to consider what would this thing be like if you could live in it on Mars. Um, And they they are $50,000 and they have a 100,000 unit wait list. So somehow people are already signing up for these things. The the Las Vegas company uh, Boxable is trying to solve a problem which they say is... Creating these, like it's it is possible to create tiny homes, like that. That's been done over and over. What lo- what this company is trying to do is create it so where they can build it in one place, manufacture it, create a, um, a a manufacturing line that automates a lot of the building of the home, and then actually be able to ship it out rather than manufacturing everything on site, which is something that they hope will cut down on cost and and create the, the ability to really ship these things wherever maybe on a starship over in in earth's (laughs) orbit uh, to land wherever they need it to land
1: so this thing it folds up into like a something that looks like a deck of cards and then you pull up the pieces to make the four walls and the roof kind of like comes out like a folding table that you would have for a card game or something like that it's very um, modular able to be able to replace the parts really quickly and you could potentially then pack it back up and move it wherever you needed to if you wanted to you know to keep things spicy or whatever
2: now, I think what's ma- what I keep maybe even losing in this is the fact that this thing is only $50,000. Uh, if you bought a 375 square foot condo where <laughs> I live, you're talking like $700,000. So while this does stink to me of like company catch- cashing in on the worst parts of capitalism and overpopulation, it yeah. also is creating accessible dwelling units uh, for people who might not be able to afford full on houses.
1: Well, to be fair, the U.S. climate report was in today. Excuse me. To be fair, the UN climate report was in today, and it was good news. I'm kidding. It was all bad. It's news. never good news. <laughs> so, so you're gonna definitely you're definitely gonna need that. So, um, yeah, I I don't think I would want to live in that. I lived in a comparable size place on Capitol Hill in Seattle for a very long time, and I feel like I've outgrown that. But also, there's something nice to being. To say about not being able to have a lot of stuff and live in a small spot, it's just that the pandemic hits and you suddenly start sharing 375 square feet with your wife and kid. That's going to be, that's going to be a real drag. The uh, new feature at Disney Hollywood Studios—it's Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. This thing's bonkers, dude! It's a hotel experience where for two days, not less, not more. You're like, it'll be like you're living in the Star Wars universe, a real Star Wars LARP. Immersive sweets, food, fun, admission to Galaxy's Edge. And don't forget, included valet parking. Can you imagine if they stuck you for another $27 a day?
2: But do, do, you pull it, up? do you pull up and they ask you where you want to park and you get to say, like, this is not the car you were looking for. <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, actually, please do park this for me. <laughs>
1: yeah, please, please I'm, I'm terrible at driving also. And I'm, the price tag is what's absurd about this, though. So it sounds like a rad experience and everything. A two-night package starting for two people, $5,000. You want to bring the four-person family along? Six grand. You got more than four people. Well, Out
2: <laughs> f-. <laughs> Go buy one of your Elon Musk houses.
1: Go <laughs> buy an Elon
2: Musk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll put a, we'll put some Jawas in it for you and yeah. <laughs> call it good. Yeah. Oh, maybe you can dress your kid up as a Jawas and just try and sneak him past. There you go. <laughs> Dude, like, there's a lot that I like about Star Wars. This is not it.
2: No. No, I I feel like uh as as we're talking about overpopulation and the the things that stink of capitalism and the <laughs> the worst parts of the housing crisis and then we talk about putting a family of four in an, in a hotel for two nights for $6,000. I
1: could pay my mortgage almost three times with that. You know what I mean? Like I say I say
2: this. I say this. Treat the guests of this hotel as if they are actually Guests on a uh, like one of the Empire Destroyers where they are fed just like the worst things in the like, treat them like they're stormtroopers, right? Like, your kid gets <laughs> like, out of line, your, bush. You, your kid gets out of line, force choke, right? Like,
1: <laughs> put I said, him, no disintegrations, <laughs> put them put
2: in the trash compactor, you know, uh, send them to the brig. I don't, I don't know, but like. That's a way that you know the empire, if anything, was very cost effective because they had to be able to pay for that star destroyer, that that uh, uh, the the Death
1: Star, right? So yeah. yeah, yeah, It took a lot of resources. So it had to. <laughs> I um, like I feel like. You could do a lot with six grand, and I don't know if my crap kid could actually be able. To, like, he's not a crappy kid, but like no. I'm saying, generally speaking, like if he like has an outburst or if he like melts down or he gets like motion sick at Galaxy's Edge and he has to go lay down for a while, you're just looking at your watch and like doing the math in your head about how much money you're just throwing <laughs> away. That nap that you just took, you little <laughs> God, I gotta stop swearing. That nap that you just took was nine hundred oh, okay? dollars. Okay, that better be
2: the best sleep you have ever gotten. Yeah. So, so, this thing is, al- it is in Disneyland? Disney World. Disney World, okay. Yeah. So,
1: also, you're in Florida. <laughs> yeah,
2: on top of that. Uh, th- it feels like tattooing. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, it's not in New York, though, which I hear is infested with womp rats.
1: <laughs> is there a pizza womp
0: rat? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, not
2: to be confused with pizza rats, thankfully. Okay. Uh, thank but you, that does you. make me wonder. Uh, did they have pizza in a galaxy far, far away?
1: Well, if you had blue milk that Skywalker was drinking or green milk from the boob of that animal in that one movie, I'm sure if it sits out long enough, it becomes cheese, and I'm sure they, <laughs> you know, baked stuff. And so, yeah, why not? Uh, have some green nipple cheese on maybe top of your... I
2: changed my answer to the question of the week. The food set <laughs> that I would most like is green nipple cheese.
1: <laughs> 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 Gross. <laughs> All right, well, we might as well address it then. Our, uh, our question of the week: Which food smell do you wish you could turn into a scented candle? Because one of the grossest has already been achieved. But also, I kind of gotta smell it, dude. Now you can make your house not a home so much as a home store, thanks to IKEA's new limited edition. <laughs> get it while it's hot. <laughs> Meatball scented candles. <laughs> no. <laughs> no no i think like this is like one of those jelly jelly belly hogwarts flavors you know yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. something like really gross they make it try to seem really gross but also when i'm at ikea and you walk by you can smell those meatballs cooking bro they smell good
2: i i i feel like it's one of those things that everybody's like yeah you could you can do that you can do <laughs> yeah, that <sure. laughs> Sure, Dave IKEA. Like, we, of course, we could do that, but should we?
1: Just because you can, should we?
2: He's Swedish. It's probably Lars IKEA.
1: I guess, Doctor Lars IKEA. Yeah, Mister Doctor Mr. Doctor Lars. <laughs> now, the one thing I would like to advise people against is to uh, melt and pour this wax all over your nipples because your cat will definitely try to eat your nipple skin while you sleep.
2: Why does this sound like you have? Already done that. The way that you describe it. They're limited edition, so I didn't want to wait. (laughs) That's that seems like of all of the foods, uh, I do love meatballs. Uh I wonder how accurate like you you smell some candles that it's like this candle is dryer lint scented. And you you light the thing and it smells just like it. Now I have (laughs) I have a hard time believing that they're going to be able to take the smell of meatballs and turn it into anything that smells actually like
1: meatballs (laughs) well why not you could just put some onion flavor in there and like i'll come home and be like oh what's going on here my (laughs) wife's like nah it's just candle you dummy like ah we're having kale again
2: It's also a good way to like screw with people. I'm making you (laughs) dinner. Oh, it smells great. (laughs) Nope, it's not. (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) You have a date night or something like that? Someone's coming over, you're going to cook for them? Nah, I'm garbage at this. Here's some pasta.
2: (laughs) Here's some pizza that I ordered (laughs) from Papa
1: John's. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a second. Is this green nipple cheese? (laughs) How'd you know? well, uh, news that sucks, why we're all left. I guess that could rhyme. And news that sucks, why we're all... Oh, I didn't even... It's so It's so obvious now. Anyway, uh, we're this week. The F stands for golf. There's no... Sorry, I can't believe you did that. That's amazing. <laughs> Now, bad news I didn't see coming. I'm all over the bad news. I'm I'm reading collapse on the internet and everything. I did not see this coming. You expect that the oceans are going to rise and that the earth is on fire and that, you know, all these different things are terrible. And it's all the palm forest oils are enslaving the aboriginal people. Okay, these things are terrible, right? But I did not see this coming amongst the sea of hot garbage that we talk about all the time. The literal sea of plastic garbage is probably going to get even grosser as the Gulf Stream is showing signs of collapse. I did not know what that meant without doing some reading. The Gulf Stream is the currents that travel, I think, both in the air and in the sea that are tied together uh, through across the ocean that help churn up the water and make things able to be lived in and generate weather and make... Um, Make a predictable annual cycles happen and whatnot and without it moving around you just get stagnant gross crap that is like not able to sustain life the same way it seems very terrifying
2: yeah according to an article in The Guardian where you can find this news if you also want to feel depressed is yeah. that such an event of the collapse would have catastrophic consequences around the world so I think scientists say things like that a lot which makes me just sometimes people are like oh they're overreacting they always say that but maybe it's because they're always saying it because it's gonna be bad Uh, yeah absolutely the the consequences could be disrupting the rains that billions of people depend on for food in india south america and west africa increasing storms uh lowering temperatures in europe we've already seen uh crazy heat waves where i live across the across the the united states we see uh worse storms worse uh tsunamis things like that pushing up the sea level off of eastern north america so goodbye womp pizza rats uh in new york (laughs) And
1: uh, it's, a, it's a push, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I
2: mean, yeah. Uh, and then it would also further endanger the Amazon rainforest, which I was like, hey, that thing still exists. I thought we got rid of that ages
1: ago. Hey, you know, I was thinking about the uh, Amazon rainforest and getting rid of it. And I was like, if all the things that we attack to control, like of all the things that we go in with our military and like burn people's villages and all that stuff, right? And, and not just ours, the militaries of the world why don't we go to brazil and just like stop people from cutting down the rainforest because we would just end up doing it ourselves never mind i answer my (laughs) own
2: question also because we need the stuff that (laughs) that the amazon rainforest destroying it helps us make
1: hey us crushing that rainforest is how i'm paying for my stay at that galaxy's edge (laughs) (laughs) hotel okay
2: oh we laugh
1: because it's so sad (laughs) Yeah, things are things are not seemingly going very well. Um, but so this this happening could be very bad towards the you know health of the ocean and our ability to live. Now I noticed that those places that you see like billions of people dying in India or stuff like that. All when I hear that, all I imagine is some like guy looking at his spreadsheet being like, uh, "Not here." Yeah, great, keep going. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I, I feel like you could be sitting in the Midwest uh, or of the United States and being like, "Well, none of those things affect me." Um, so for all of you people, not saying that people in the Midwest, West bad. I'm just saying you're probably not going to get affected by a lot of these things. Uh but for all of you people that don't care about other people, it could make your flights <laughs> to Europe slower. So, uh I mean that might be enough reason to save the planet.
1: And the migratory swallows, they, they don't stand a chance. And I the bird talk bird talk. <laughs> hey, we got there that. it is. <laughs> now After talking about something so negative, we got to switch to something positive, you know, to balance it all out. Yeah.
2: So uh, all of the places that I usually try to go find good news, you often talk about the collapse forum on Reddit. There are are, uh, opposites of that on Reddit as well, in case you like read the collapse forum for too long and you want to go find another link. So all of those things, those things were down, which made me think like, (laughs) oh, maybe we just stopped finding good news. So I found some good news that is also NASA news and it's also bad news.
1: So this week in NASA news, it's time for NASA news.
2: So NASA is helping firefighters uh, on Earth uh, by sending pictures from the International Space Station to show key spots of moving wildfires. Hey, that's awesome. So from space, instead of being like, hey, we can see the Great Wall of China, they're saying, hey, we can see the fires that are destroying your country and we'll help you track them.
1: There's an astronaut aboard that was a racing fan. And so he would, like, when they were flying over a racetrack, he'd always get the camera out and take a picture of the racetracks as he was going over. And sometimes they could time it out where there would be a race and they'd go flying over and you get a shot of it. It's like so cool. But also, like, that's in his free time. They don't work, you know, the 16 hours a day or whatever. They have like free time to do that. But this seems a little bit more useful. I, I was going to say, using
2: space grade. Photo like technology to like take hobbyist photos seems like a great use of the tax money that we have.
1: <laughs> I think they can use like legit, like straight up SLRs that they bring with, yeah, them with like some pretty hefty lens and modifiers there to be able to get a view. Of the- I'm not positive. That about is that, but crazy. I thought that's a- that is crazy. I th- thought that's what was going on. Anyway, so what is happening a- is that an instrument on the International
2: Space Station, uh not taking pictures of F one races. But it yeah. is called the EcoTress, which stands stands for the Ecosystem Spaceborne Thermal Radiometer Experiment on Space Station. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> Sometimes it's a real reach. <laughs> they couldn't they couldn't call it EcoTree they had to add space station at the end. <laughs> so they uh, want. They are using this technology to help firefighters contain the bootleg fire, which is a fire currently burning in Southern Oregon. Oh,
1: it's so close to fully contained. It's, it was like 96%
2: yesterday. Well, two weeks ago, it was the largest burning fire in the United States. And so scientists on Earth started to say, like, what? how could we better track these? How could we better predict where these fires are going to move? And the space station and NASA are like, hey, we have... Uh, photos that might be able to help with that and so they've been using that technology and coordinating in order to better track those fires and i think that is possibly a piece that has helped contain uh the bootleg fire which is now almost contained completely
1: no wonder russia tried to push the iss to its death last week their secret plan to burn the u.s down from the
2: inside (laughs) has been revealed Uh, they're, they've destroyed the Gulf Stream so that our fires are worse, and in order to prevent us from keeping the fires down, they wanted to destroy the space station. This is how conspiracy theories start, I think.
1: Uh, no, I heard it was true. Uh, a scientist, uh, FBI, um, CIA, and then uh, my uncle works. And, um, and so, yeah. Yeah, obviously. My uncle
2: works in the post office, which means yeah, yeah. that uh, he has access to federal CIA. government stuff that you don't uh-huh. even know about. FBI. Now, if you're an International Space Station astronaut, which... You cannot call yourself that, Jeff
1: Bezos. (laughs) Burn. Uh,
2: Burn. Uh, Not literally. Uh, Just make sure that you double check before you hit send on those photos instead of accidentally sending pictures of your space wiener. Though we can also agree that those are also probably very hot.
1: (laughs) Um, Disagree. (laughs) Disagree. All right, well, that takes us to wrapping this whole thing up in a nice, pretty bow and placing that bow over your space wiener. It's what did we learn this week?
2: <laughs> what did we learn this week is that putting bows over your
1: space wiener apparently makes it more, I don't know, better to fight wildfires? <laughs> does that help your HR complaints, or how does that... Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll be hearing from HR, Well, I will be hearing from HR. So. Yeah. Uh, Gregor, what did we learn this week? Uh, Well... <laughs> We've ruined the Arctic, but we've got this cool ranch.
2: (laughs) Oh, my. I mean, I could end on that, but what else did we
1: learn this week? Uh, Brandon wants a food scent most like green nipple cheese. (laughs) I mean,
2: not wrong.
0: Nerd talk, nerd talk, talking about nerd talk, yeah.
1: Thanks for listening to Nerd Talk Plus, hanging out with us and uh, going even deeper and nerdier into things. We do this every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Come on back next week and join us. Uh,
0: thanks so much. Tell a friend. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.